Welcome to Hello Church. This is episode 49. I'm Wade Bearden. And I am Justin Trapp. And today we're going to be talking about how to preach to an in-person audience and an online audience at the same time. It's, it's a little harder than it sounds. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all of us are used to preaching to an audience that's literally right in front of our faces, and then we transition to speaking just to a digital audience, and now I think most of us are preaching to both audiences at once, and that's probably not going to change. I mean, there are some people that probably won't return to church for, oh man, might be another year, but there's always going to be an online audience, even when we do get back to quote unquote normal. And so I think it's important for pastors to know that, to understand that, and to be able to communicate to both audiences at the same time. Yeah, we're seeing the way that people consume content is evolving and is changing, and, it, and it's changing faster this past year than ever before, right? Yeah. You have movie theaters and, 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 uh, uh, film com- production companies now they're releasing in theater and online the same day mm-hmm. and it used to be like remember net when netflix first started doing this it was like oh it comes out like a month later or it comes out yeah. for a day and it was just kind of like this weird thing now it's going to be a commonplace moving forward in our society and so as church leaders as uh presenters of content right you're presenting the gospel you're making a presentation essentially it is content right for people to consume and to listen to and to meditate on uh, people are consuming it in a physical manner right like like they have always been at your church but also now in a digital manner and a lot of times pastors and churches they have they're streaming right mm-hmm. and if you're a pastor how do you how do you connect that, that's a mm-hmm. that's like the million dollar question. How do you connect with the young married couple on the mm-hmm. fourth row, social distanced, of course, right from everyone mm-hmm. else, six seats apart, <laughs> and then the the married couple at home with three kids in the living room, you yeah. know, kind of running around, bouncing, going around. buck wild in the middle <laughs> of your sermon. How do you reach both of them? Yeah. And how do you acknowledge both of them? Mm-hmm. Right? They're they're both important. They're both trying to engage. Uh, and so hopefully some of the, the things that we're going to share this uh, today are, are, are helpful in that. Yeah. And I think uh, the, the very first point that I, I do want to touch on, and, and just briefly, is you really need to work on your communication skills in general. Yeah. So I've uh, seen a number of different churches that have launched satellite campuses, and you have a pastor who is a pretty good communicator, and people genuinely Uh, enjoy and they learn and they grow from this person's messages each week and uh, so they record that and they broadcast it and it just doesn't feel right it just doesn't work over video and it it helped me to realize that you can get away with a lot more you can get away with a lot more disorganization a lot more rambling in person because of the momentum Mm -hmm. so as you're speaking to the people right there in front of you and online you're gonna have to become a better communicator you're going to have to work on your intros you're gonna have to work on your uh, conclusions you're gonna have to stop the rambling you're gonna have to cut to uh, the main point, you're going to have to work on the structure and the organization of your message. So if you're trying to speak to both audiences at once, whether you've been preaching for 10 years or 30 years, you need to actively continue to grow as a communicator because if you have weaknesses, those weaknesses will be exaggerated on the camera. So that's something that's just kind of the foundational point is work on your messages and have people review your messages uh, 
not from just the seats, but have them watch a video and review it because you're gonna get a couple different reactions there. So that's gonna help you as you figure out where you need to grow. Yeah, and one of the things that, that we like to, to point out is as you're you know working through your content this year, uh, you want to communicate the not not, not, not necessarily. I got a tongue tie here. Not necessarily uh, the, just the vision of of what you're wanting to accomplish during your messages, but but really sort of acknowledging the importance of of, of both audiences, right? Because if you're preaching to both audiences now, you've got to not only acknowledge them, but you've got to sort of weave your acknowledgement of them throughout the mm-hmm. message. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're both equally important. So so in person isn't more important. Uh, than than an online experience. Uh, you you can't just say for those of you watching at home like once in your message. Yeah, you've almost got to train yourself right to to weave uh, your ability to acknowledge. Uh, you're watching at home from your couch, and the kids are a little noisy this morning. But well, let me ask you this question, right? Like you're just saying you're just weaving you know in person uh, acknowledgments and online acknowledgments. I will say this. These things are important. One time when I was a, I was early on in youth ministry, um, I was preaching. We had about 150 kids in our youth group, and the the the, the auditorium was in two sections, like most auditoriums, right? Uh, two sections of chairs, left and right. I'm left-handed, and naturally, I just go to the left side of the stage. Mm-hmm. And one day, uh, one of our ushers kept, he kept pointing out, he's like, Justin, I, I keep it's this weird thing, but everyone sits on the left side of the room. Mm-hmm. It's like 80% of the, the, the kids will sit on the left side of the room and 20% on the right side. And someone made an observation. They're like, hey, you, you mainly talk to the left side of the room. Mm-hmm. And I was like, guys, it's because I'm probably left-handed. I just naturally go to the left. And so I made a conscious effort over the next 90 days to start walking to the right side of the stage, even if there's only 20% of the, the kids there, right? Mm-hmm. And I started talking to that 20% a lot. And over the 90-day period, we noticed it it evened out. And it's like a subconscious thing with mm. kids. Like, if you're giving them attention, they're going to sit, you, you know, if you're giving attention somewhere, they're going to gravitate towards that mm. that area of focus. And so we were able to balance out the, the room, so to speak, just mm. by being, me being aware of the fact that I had a left, like left direction bias. Yeah. Same is true with your in-person and online. You don't want to have an in, just an in-person bias. You want to be really balanced in your acknowledgement of you're at home working or maybe you're at at the office and you're listening to this um, a few days later and and you've been struggling with this, right? Because we Mm -hmm. know people are consuming, they are watching live, but they're also listening or watching from their desk on a Tuesday morning. Yeah, and and I think you you got to acknowledge that, and that's going to help people get engaged more as you acknowledge and you kind of speak to those those people in those different environments. Yeah, well, it is funny. Like I mean, whenever I was a youth pastor, we had people that would sit you know farther towards the back than the front, and when you're in the back, you kind of cut up more. So I started doing more visual uh, illustrations, and if you were in the first couple rows, you had the best view. And so that kind of slow. It's it's weird how it works. Over the next couple of weeks, people just start getting and closer and closer and closer because they want to be in the yeah. you know the splatter zone or whatever you know everything's kind of happening up there mm-hmm. and i think that's true you know when you're speaking to an online audience like like justin said uh, making sure to address those individuals and i'm kind of a big proponent of of that anyway 
I was talking to a couple of people here in the office. One of my pet peeves is uh, when pastors are speaking on Sunday morning when they don't address the students at all. So you have this large segment in the audience, and there are so many services where we, during the whole service, we we don't talk to the students one bit. We don't offer an application one bit. And so what does that tell them? It tells them that this is not really for me. This is for adults. And so I think it's so important to be like, hey, you're a student here. And I, you know, I haven't been to high school in a long time, but I know that high school is challenging. And you, and then whatever it was you were talking about, as it relates to that Bible passage or text, you, you begin to apply that. You need to address verbally all the different audiences. So you need to do that at home. And I know in the past, I had a pastor before, before all the COVID stuff, he would address the shut-ins, the people who were not physically able to go to church because we would make DVDs and we would give the, give those DVDs to them. And so I think you've got to do that in, in, in a way too. You, you address people who aren't there, who are sick, uh, who are at risk, who can't make the service, whatever it is, speak directly to them multiple times and make eye contact with that camera. And it might even be too that you need to bring the camera a little bit closer because if you just have kind of this wide shot the whole time, it's very difficult for people to connect with you and to connect with your facial expressions. So it might be that you need to bring your cameras a little bit closer. A little bit tighter. Yeah, and give yourself a, a better uh, angle. So I think that's really I think that's really important as you're speaking to people digitally. There's a saying that people uh, understand what they hear, but they believe what they see. Mm-hmm. And I think it, to your point that if, if they can see, you know, your face is properly lit, a but also if they can see your face, the emotions, the those sort of subtle uh, deviations in your facial expressions, if they can see that, that's going to connect better to an online audience. Mm-hmm. And and here's the thing too, Pastor, make sure that you know where the camera is for the online audience. Mm-hmm. Make sure you know where the camera is and you're able to look into it. And and, and don't don't make it a point to like acknowledge I said I, I said a while ago, make sure you acknowledge the online audience, right? And I think that's important. But but don't look at the camera twice a sermon and then both times say for those of you watching at home. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It needs to be it needs to be just uh you know natural for you now where you just kind of talk to the camera for a moment and then mm-hmm. you keep going. Yeah. Um that needs to be a part of it. Yeah. And and you can do this very almost indirect like you're speaking to the camera but you're not necessarily saying to you at home. Yeah. And you can also say, "Hey, I know Joe, you're watching, you're taking care of your mom, she's sick, and maybe there are other people who are like you, Joe." You can you can actually address people by name and people will do that pastors will do that while they're preaching they'll say something to someone in the audience why not uh, saying something to an individual uh, through the digital camera I think that's really important and yeah you brought up something uh, you, you mentioned the kids sitting in the back of the room yeah and and they couldn't see the illustrations as mm-hmm. good at, uh, so they would move closer which brings us to another point where uh, if you're using a whiteboard or if you're having some oh, illustration yeah. on stage, make sure that A, that your camera guys are able to get a nice crop shot so that it's clearly seen. You might even want to test it, especially if you're using a whiteboard. Mm-hmm. You might want to test it beforehand to make sure that the online audience can see it because there's nothing mm-hmm. worse, right, than feeling left out of this like, oh, well, I can't see it. or um, 
And, and so you might even want to, if you're going to do a whiteboard illustration, draw it out, take photos, right? And then have your team put those up during the stream so that whoever's watching online can clearly see those because you want that, the, you know, whatever you're saying to, you know, to, to hit hard right there as you're trying to illustrate God's word. So whether you're using a graphic or maybe a picture of water, if you need to pre-record it, right, and use that for the online segment, a segment, go ahead and do that. But what you don't want to happen is this really wide-angle camera, oh, yeah. and they can barely see what you're doing. Oh, it yeah. just it just won't hit right for the online audience. And then two, also understand that some people are only going to be listening to this uh, through audio. Yeah. Okay. And so I, I remember. Uh, listening to a stand-up comedian years ago and there was this whole section of his stand-up where he was doing something physically and people were laughing but you're listening to it you're like i don't know what i don't know what this person is doing and so if you are drawing something say hey i'm actually so what i'm doing is i'm drawing a circle and you don't have to do like a bit make a big deal say i'm drawing a circle and then this circle connects to it just kind of describe it mm-hmm. a bit. Uh, also say something too, just about the technical aspects. Make sure the technical aspects work. Really try yeah. hard. That's another point. And last time I preached, I didn't I didn't even think to ask where I was supposed to stand. And so I kept walking outside of like the lighting. And so I would be, you know, I would take two steps farther than I should have and I was kind of dark and then I would go do it on the other side. So make sure you kind of know where you're supposed to stand for lighting and for camera angles. Yeah, remember if people understand what they hear but they believe what they see and if they can't see your face, right? If you walk into the shadows, there may be a missed opportunity there in the delivery because they just can't see you. There's just shadows on your face. Mm Um, I had uh, w- one other thing too is um, try your best to recreate the edges of the service digitally. So yeah. what happens is before service, people are hanging out and people are talking. After service, uh, people are praying with other people. They're hanging out and they're talking. So a couple different ideas on this. Make sure you have people who can pray with others uh, in the chat. Uh, say, hey, message us here. Another idea that I had is a lot of times churches, the pastor will finish the message and they'll say, hey, we're going to sing a couple of songs and then we're going to conclude. What you could actually do as a pastor is you could actually go to the back and do a live stream and just say, hey, I want to take 15 minutes to answer your questions. And so what you're doing is normally someone would come to you after service and say, hey, I wanted to ask you about this. Now the people digitally have a chance to do that. And you could say, hey, I got 15 minutes and then, okay, service is over. So I'm going to go actually talk to some you know, people out there, but email me if you need to. I think things like that really do help reinforce what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, another tip that we have for you is not you don't have to necessarily do this in the middle of your sermon. Ideally, it would probably be... Uh, you know, a, a video that you make outside of your sermon, but it's it's okay to, to mention it during your sermon. It's to really sort of help people, especially online, right? If you're if you're watching at home, and you have the radio going, and uh, you know the lawnmowers outside, you know in the background, we think it's going to be a great experience for you if you're able to get some more quiet, and for the next few moments, 
connect with God's word with us mm-hmm. and just kind of help them because I know I've tried to watch uh, you know church online at home mm-hmm. uh, this past year and it can be a little difficult and so what we have to do is we, we have to sort of you know get the boys in their playroom it's like quiet time right yeah and then and then go to the other side of the house and sort of watch on our phones or watch on the TV it's a lo- it's a much better experience doing that than just kind of like just turning it on like yeah. it's just you know the tv or something and it's white noise while we're while we're doing laundry or something like that um i think creating a video saying hey how do, how do you get the best online experience um for, at first baptist church it, it could be fun it's not like it's not like um you know looking down on it's not trying to be like a, a parent to people watching online you're just trying to be helpful right it's just like a real casual like hey we want you know our services to really help you and we found that these three things are, are great when watching our services or worshiping mm-hmm. with us online i know that's not part of your service but if you're a pastor you could mention that maybe briefly i would make a big deal about it though yeah and this is not necessarily about speaking to the camera per se but uh, do your best to start on time, maybe even yeah. have a countdown video, because uh, if if it's just kind of like a blank screen and it's 10 a.m. and nothing's happening, uh, it makes it'll make someone think that something's wrong or yeah. maybe they miss something or whatever. So try to start on time, maybe have a countdown video. Um, and, and, and two, you know, when you're preaching, really work on your communication abilities, your conclusions, so that, you, you know, you're, you're not losing the online audience yeah. towards the end because you're just kind of going and going. And because there's all these distractions, someone, you know, moves over here and starts doing something else. So really be kind of clear and precise on that. I think that's going to help you out a lot. Yeah. And, and ask yourself this. When's the last time? that you were on Facebook or on Instagram and you watched something for 35 minutes straight. I mean, I can't remember the last time I did that, right? It's, it's, it's a while. Mm-hmm. And and mainly that's because of our habits on Facebook or on Instagram. People's habits are watching a seven-minute video, a two-minute video, a 30-second video. And so you, you have to also keep these things in mind. And like Wade said at the very beginning, the foundation of this is you improving as a communicator of the gospel in your presentation delivery uh if you can sharpen your sermon if you you know a lot of times we would get i feel like we we got a little lazy and you know it's like we're preaching 50 minute sermons or 45 minute sermons and you know in today's you know world and how we're having to 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 navigate so to speak in uncharted waters (laughs) you know the new normal uh how we're having to sort of exist in this and and uh again the in-person and digital, you want to just sharpen your skills a little bit. Maybe if you can take that 50-minute sermon and cut it down to 35 minutes and then go from 35 to 30, that's really going to help your online audience stay engaged a little longer because it's it's hard to watch something for an hour straight on, on your phone. Yeah, it can, be, it can be difficult. And obviously, we want people to get to that place. We want yeah. people to watch whether it's boring or not. But at the same time, God has given us skills that we can grow in. And so as a communicator, we need to be communicators. We need to be growing and making sure that we're doing justice to God's word. Absolutely. And, and we're being precise and we're handling his word correctly and we're helping people apply that. And uh, if we don't do that, we can kind of get off and we misinterpret the Bible or we use one passage here when that <laughs> to say something that the passage is not saying or people walk away and they say, I don't really know 
what that was about, uh, that can happen and it's going to be accentuated online. So just make sure you understand that and know that. Uh, we would love to hear your thoughts, your takeaways. If you've been preaching to the camera and to audiences at the same time for a while and you have some tips, make sure to leave those in the comments on YouTube. You can also tag us uh, with the hashtag HelloChurchPod. I sound so old. Tag us with the hashtag the pound sign <laughs> hello <laughs> hello church pod and uh, let us know your thoughts uh, it benefits us also benefits uh the hello church community yeah so i don't know if we've ever really promoted this but we do have a facebook group called the pastor circle and a lot of pastors are talking about these types of things in our facebook group we have almost two thousand pastors and this this group is really if you're the lead pastor this group is for you it's a it's a it's a group meant to be an encouragement to you and we talk about these types of things, and pastors are sharing their sermons and things that they're doing, things that they're struggling with. It's called the pa- uh, Pastor Circle. It's on Facebook. All you have to do is apply to join, and someone on our team will uh, maybe let you in. <laughs> <laughs> Next episode, we're going to be talking about Easter sermon illustration ideas. So we're preaching about the resurrection. What are some ways that we can illustrate uh, the new life? Uh, that Jesus's resurrection instituted. How can we talk about that in a way that will capture the attention of our people and maybe help them to see the resurrection in a way they haven't seen it before? So we'll give you some ideas. That's next episode on Hello Church. For now, I'm Wade Bearden. And I'm Justin Trapp, and we will see you next time on Hello Church.